Hello, thanks for listening and downloading. Mark Shardler here with episode 104 of Destination Tokyo. And I'm recording this whilst on the Isle of Wight for a few days. So it seems apt to have a sailor as my guest today as I look at all the boats across the Solent. One of this island's most famous inhabitants is Dame Ellen MacArthur, who famously learnt to sail in landlocked Derbyshire before becoming the fastest person to sail around the world solo. She saved her school dinner money to buy her first boat, and today's guest had a novel way of getting money for his first. More of that in a moment. We'll also hear about his wedding plans for August. And later in the series, we'll get the views of his sailing partner, Stuart Bithell. But today's guest is Dylan Fletcher. Dylan was sixth in the 49er class in the Rio Games, and he's got such an interesting story of getting into the sport. Yeah, so um, my mum and dad were ballet dancers, which is a bit unusual, and uh, I absolutely hated ballet, um, or anything to do with the stage or performing wasn't for me. And um, yeah, so they, when I did some acting work when I was a kid, a bit unusual, and uh, I got offered to buy a quad bike or a boat when I was about 11. Obviously, boy chose a quad bike, wanted to be Lewis Hamilton, and um, but uh, that wasn't an option. <laughs> it was presented as not, it wasn't an option. So I bought a sailing boat and um, started a bit later than most, and here I am today. Uh, a few things there. I mean, your parents, I mean, they were, they were top dancers, weren't they? I mean, your mum danced with Rudolf Nureyev, is that yeah, so? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Nureyev and dad was in, um, was from, did Cats and the Royal Ballet. He was a principal dancer in the Royal Ballet and then was Miss Mistopheles and Cats for many years, song and dance. And yeah, they were really at the top of their game. So they gave me a lot of good genes, I think, for um, running around on a boat like a 49er. And they're still pretty active. And your dad's still got a school and your mum teaches Pilates. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're still super fit and... Um, yeah, no, I'm, we're, I'm really lucky to have such supportive parents. And I think what I enjoyed when I was a kid was that they they came to sailing events, you know, they supported me, but they didn't have a clue what was going on and they weren't pushy and they just sort of let me drive myself and get to where I got to today. And I'm, I'm really proud of that. Your dad did once email me when you were a teenager to tell me to keep an eye out <laughs> for you. So he, was, he had you back then as well. Uh, you mentioned acting. What Maybe did you acting act in? the a bit far from the truth but um I guess I think I was about three or four years old maybe five and I was in the bill and a few other programs and just I guess I wasn't an extra but I was you know some a kid from one, for the, one of the actors and uh it all got a bit too serious and um they wanted me to work too many hours so mum decided to stop it but luckily it was I got paid enough money to buy my first few boats which was quite quite unusual and where did you start sailing so I learned on the River Thames um when we lived in um near Thames Ditton and then we moved to the Midlands uh, Market Harbour and I learned at Pittsford and that's really where I did all my racing and on little ponds like Pittsford, Rutland, Saddington, all these tiny little places. Well Rutland's not very small but some of the others were. And then it's, it's I guess when you get good at your sport it's a, it's a massive step up from sailing around the Midlands on the reservoirs to actually committing to going down weekends, many weekends on the squad down south. Yeah, it's quite a big difference. It was interesting that um, I, I was this trophy that I won. I think it was the um, and Giles also won the same trophy, and it was all these little ponds around the Midlands. Oh, that was called the Anglian Water Series. That was it. And it's like years later, the kids are now like, oh wow, especially with Giles, you know, a gold medalist from Rio. So to to think we both started there and then yeah moved down to the south coast, and I remember the 
best feeling was when I was passed my driving test and that was free, you know. Unfortunately, at the time that happened, my amount of studying I did also went down as I had a bit more freedom to go down to the south coast and do more and more sailing. And how much do you love the sport? I think more than most. <laughs> I spend a lot of my free time sailing other boats, or sailing other boats, you know, and I love the moth. We did a year in the F50, which was incredible. Um, and when we're when I'm relaxing, all I want to do is be on a boat. It's, I think it's the, the only place I really feel like I can get away from everything and just, yeah, be me. So are you at home by the sea? Is, does the sea call you as well? Yeah, we live, we live near the sea. I couldn't live away from it. And um, yeah, I'd love to one day buy a yacht and go and cruise off the Caribbean and live off grid, you know, or relatively off grid for a couple of years. That's something that appeals to me. That sounds amazing. Now, tell us uh, in layperson's terms about the boat that you'll be sailing at the Olympic Games. So it's 16 foot, about 4.9 metres long. Um, there's two of us, so there's Stuart Bithell, and it's the fastest uh, single-hold boat in the Olympics. It looks cool. It's got like these big sort of wings on it on the side. It looks like it's going to take off. We do sort of take off downwind quite a lot. Um, it does have a nasty habit of being very easy to capsize or cartwheel where it goes completely over. So, which did happen at the Olympics last time. So hopefully we'll not be making a repeat of that. <laughs> uh, what sort of speeds does it get up to? Speed-wise, we do sort of about 13 miles an hour upwind, um, which is a bit not too fast, but quicker than most boats. And then downwind, we do about 25 miles an hour when the wind's up. So hopefully we'll have some nice big rolling waves, big wind in Tokyo, and we'll be blasting along. I mean, the climate's going to play a, a role in all sports in Tokyo, but I guess, you know, you'll have a, a keen eye on it. But you like the big waves, do you? Yeah, I think ultimately most sailors love when you get those big waves, like not too windy, like medium breeze. It's just the best feeling, you know. It's different to most other sailing and you really feel that power of the sea, you know, and you've got these huge rolling waves just picking the boat up and they're, the waves themselves are travelling at 20 to 30 miles an hour, you know, it's, it's quite something. You've had quite a wait since uh, selection to today when you picked up your kit. What has that time been like for you? It's very different to last time that I got selected. I think Stu was also selected relatively late, so in the 2012 cycle. And it is, it's been really odd the last year. It's been odd for everyone, hasn't it? Um, and to go through the initial turmoil of is it happening, is it happening? isn't it happening and then it got delayed and then even then you have friends and family like oh I thought it was cancelled and you're like uh no I'm pretty sure it's still going ahead and um we've been lucky that in the last year we've got a good British squad and we've worked really well or worked really hard with them to bring them on to help them out because the better they get the more they help us and so um it's been fantastic and some of the guys have had their best results ever recently so it sort of shows how good our training's been so it's been it's been an odd year but um i really feel like that early selection has helped us out and it allows you to it allows you to take a step back and make mistakes to really push for that top top end otherwise you can be you can be scared of going too far away of what you know and i think in order to as sport evolves you know it gets evenly even even harder, sorry, the gains get smaller, marginal gains always talked about, and you've got to be prepared to break the mould, get a bit worse, make mistakes, and that's what this, this year has enabled us to do. Well, the games are so close now. Um, it's a big summer. And am I right in saying you're going to get married as well this summer? 
Yeah, so Charlotte Dobson, who sells the FX, she's the helm um, for Team GB. Yeah, so we're getting married the end of August. So it's a pretty hectic schedule. We were supposed to get married last year, but obviously that couldn't happen as well. So we just delayed it one year. So uh, I ordered my suit last week. So hopefully that's the right size and I stay the same size after the games. You've got a Team GB suit they're giving you today. You could have you could have gone in team colours. I did actually think that. We were joking and I was like, I didn't even think. <laughs> yeah, you would have saved a few pennies there. Uh, so where's the wedding? It's on Portland where we live. Um, it's in this nice uh, castle overlooking the water and it's going to be really exciting to get. It's the first time in a long time we'll have our friends and family together, so many of them. And even now leading up to the games we're still even though restrictions are being eased we're being more careful than than ever you just we cannot risk getting covid at the moment and we're lucky enough to be vaccinated but still you know like we i saw my um parents a couple of weeks ago and we're not going to see them now until after the olympics so we'll be looking forward to that wedding when we get to get everyone together oh it sounds you know hopefully that's going to be such a special day not just you know for your future but you'll have you'll have something to show from the summer in tokyo as well um because it's been a tough year for everyone and you, you deserve some moments like that. So I hope it goes really well. I hope the planning goes well over the next few weeks on both counts <laughs> and uh, have a great time over in Tokyo. Thank you very much. That's Dylan Fletcher. And hopefully the wedding can finally go ahead without last minute hitches and that Dylan comes back with a medal. That's all for today's edition. Tomorrow we'll be going marathon running with a Team GB athlete who's got a remarkable story to tell of a list of injuries that would have beaten so many. She's had seven compression fractures of the spine, for example. And now she's helping others be aware of her condition. It's one not to be missed. Thanks again for downloading and listening. See you on the next one. Bye-bye.